Hello, today I'm speaking with Ted Howells, photographer and content creator from England. Now, Ted, I first came across you on Clubhouse uh, a couple years ago, where we had to actually discuss the rise of TikTok, and yeah. you're the reason that I actually got onto the app. Um, really? <laughs> you are, 100% you are. I yeah, did not know I, that. After that discussion with you on, on Clubhouse, I, I remember going and making an account and yeah. haven't looked back. Really? Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. I remember Clubhouse. Like, I think I was on there for about a month, and then it all died off, didn't it? It it died. Off. It, <laughs> it didn't last it, very long. It got it got oversaturated, and then that was kind of the beginning of the end for it. it. It's still around, but I don't use it. Yeah, I I haven't even got it on my phone anymore. Yeah, me neither. No, like it was good while it lasted. Like I connected with loads of new people on there, but it was like a few weeks, and then it was done for me. Yeah. <laughs> Now you're you're consistently putting out work on all platforms that that get a high level engagement and you have multiple videos in the millions of views on TikTok alone. So can you tell me a little bit about when you realized that TikTok could be a vessel to gain a larger reach for your work and whether or not you still think that is is a place to grow? So it started off, I can't remember what yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah, it would have been 2019 when I first got on there. One of my friends, he was a photographer as well. He'd got on there like a couple of months before me and he messaged me. He was like, I've been on here for like two months now and I've already got 10,000 followers. Like you need to get on here and do some photography tips. I was like, all right, sweet. Like I've got plenty of them because it's what I do for a living. Yeah. So I went on there and I started making a few videos and they, they get a little bit of engagement, a couple of thousand views or whatever. And then I put one up, I think it was Christmas Eve 2019. And within like, half an hour I had like 600,000 views I was like what the hell <laughs> where's this come from so and that look took me from like 200 followers to about 3,000 overnight and then so I was like all right well I'll keep posting and see what happens then because if I can keep getting videos going like this then I'm gonna get followers and it's gonna help boost everything so I then just kept posting after I think it was maybe about four four and a half weeks I had like 15,000 followers on there a couple of videos yeah a couple of videos like I did one in London literally just like a portrait photography tip and that got I think that was my first video to hit a million views within like four weeks of being on there like I got on there at the right time I think because it yeah. was quite quiet photographers on there at the time and it was all kids that were downloading it that would obviously see these videos and be like I want to be a photographer I want to do what that guy's doing Mm. So I got there. I was like, right place, right time. I got there and it took maybe like six months to get 100,000 followers. Wow. So I was That's like, amazing. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. And like a couple of videos on there, like up to like six million views, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like you get like 20,000 followers overnight. Mm. But I literally woke up and my phone was hot <laughs> <laughs> for all the notifications. I was like, I need to turn notifications off on this app now because it's ridiculous. But I just kept posting just loads of stuff to start with it was posting like three four videos a week and then slowly it started being less because it's like once you've done 300 photography videos yeah all tutorials like what more can i teach so that's when i kind of took a step back from it and i was doing like one video a week or something like that and then that's when my engagement started to drop a bit so it was a bit of a tough one and then it comes to now where it's like it's changed so much tiktok 
like now it seems to just be people are going on there for like a quick fix of dopamine they just want to laugh at something mm-hmm. or see a pretty girl in a bikini and then go off the app that seems to be all it is like useful stuff on there now like the photography tutorials and other stuff like that doesn't seem to do as well because like it's not just my account that's like it like I've looked at all the other photographers that I was like growing with when we were first on there mm-hmm. and they're getting rubbish engagement as well so like there's a couple of guys I know that are up there with like 500,000 followers that are getting like 600 views a video and they're the same kind of videos that they'd have been doing two years ago getting like five million views so mm-hmm. it's just gone a bit weird like that and then I, st- I was like, all right, I can try and transfer this to Instagram because obviously being a photographer, Instagram is my main platform. So I was like, cool, I can try and do these videos to try and get people to migrate platforms. And it just didn't work. And then Reels came out. I tried being like, right, this could hopefully work. It didn't work. Like the video that I said that's got over 6 million views, I put that on Instagram. I think it got 2,000. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I was like, that's, wild. I need to stick. that's what I was like. I need to stick with TikTok. And I still post on there quite a lot like I've, I've just changed my content up because mm-hmm. i was in a weird a weird situation where i was like what do i do now yeah basically so i've changed it up and i'm just trying to get that engagement back now like everyone else is yeah that was a long answer <laughs> <laughs> no that was perfect that was perfect so that kind of segues into my my next question for you uh so what are you doing now uh can you tell me a bit about some of the the shoots you've been working on yeah so i still obviously do like photography stuff outside of social media that's kind of what I've always done I had like my social media stuff and then my like media business so I still work with like as a photographer you'll know like Polar Pro and stuff like that like I still work with them all the time doing reels for all their camera gear and stuff like that a couple of weeks ago I was in North Wales shooting a video for Toyota Mm. which was really cool so I'm still doing all that stuff which like keeps the income coming in and stuff like that like flowing nicely and then I've got like, I still get loads of work through TikTok, like sponsored videos and stuff. Yeah. And then I've just been trying to really focus down on YouTube as well. But it's quite difficult to do that when you're not making money from that, when you're busy doing other things. <laughs> yeah. So but like, I've changed all my content up. Like I don't necessarily do as many photography videos anymore because I noticed they weren't doing very good. So like, as you'll know, like, I'm big into my EDC stuff. and I always have been. So I've started changing stuff up to like go more into the EDC world mm. using my like knowledge and stuff behind the camera and in post to make my EDC content stand out, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like a lot of EDC people on YouTube, for example, they're not photographers or videographers. They're just guys that love knives and wallets and stuff. Whereas I know how to use cameras. I've got expensive camera gear. I know how to do it all so I can make my production stand out a bit more. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do. And without making it look too much like an advert on TikTok, because that's the big thing that people don't like on there. I'm trying to make the video stand out whilst not being too good. Yep. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm just finding that line at the moment. So everything's kind of like plateaued at the moment in a way where I'm just trying to find the footing in that whole new like genre of photography and video that I'm doing on my social media. Mm-hmm. so that's what i'm doing i'm like working on all my normal photographer stuff which is paying the bills whilst trying to like redo everything that my brand was in a way yeah so yeah it, instagram and and tiktok are, have really really changed over the years um, yeah and even just tiktok itself it's it 
you can't post anything that's too too polished. You know, no. it's got to look a little more raw, a little more real to it. Otherwise, it gets kind of brushed over as as an ad. Literally, like I get loads of companies coming to me being like, can you do videos for us for TikTok? I'm like, yeah, sweet, I'll do that. And they're like, oh, can you make it like as high quality as you can and add all of these animations and all of these things and our logos? I'm like, I can, but I'm not going to because then it's just not going to do well. And then you're going to like the video and think it looks great, which is good for me because, sweet, I did my job well. But you're not going to get any engagement, so then you're probably going to come back to me and blame my video being like it wasn't good enough. So I've, yeah. I've had meetings with a lot, a lot of companies recently that I'm working for, and they've been like, the boss wants this. Can we do this? I'm like, we can, but I'm just telling you from experience it's not a good idea because they won't like it. Like. I did a video with Auto Trader last year, like it was a photography trips video, yeah. uh, tip video, and big payout and stuff like that. And they were like, "We just want you to use your phone for it. Just film it on your phone, take the photos on your phone." I thought it looked crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I've got my all of my camera gear ready to go, like, and I do a lot of car photography. You want me to do it all on my phone?" They were like, "Yeah, it's just more for the standard user." If they see you taking photos on a camera that's five grand, they're going to be like, well, I can't do that, can I? Exactly. It's, it's the camera. It's not the camera. It's the person. But I just so happen to have those cameras. Yeah. So, like, it's just one of those things, like, it needs to be snappy, like, raw yeah. and to the point rather than all fancy and stuff. Like, YouTube's for the fancy stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's interesting that they, they know that, though, which means that's that's good marketing on their end. Yeah. They, they know what their, their clients want and they know what their clients are capable of. And that yeah. is what they're going to market towards. And I think that's what a lot of businesses need to consider when they are posting out there. Do they want to be raw and real on these, on these apps that, you know, are, are craving that they want people to be, to be genuine, or do you want to go the polished route, which works for some branding aspects, but may not work for certain social media. Yeah, I think there's a fine line with it because if someone's paying out thousands for someone like me to make a video, in the back of their mind, they must be like, I'm paying this much money for someone to make a video on their phone. Yeah. Whereas it's like they could get me to do it on my camera and have it all fancy and stuff, but they're like, do we want it to look good or perform well? Like, exactly. For the money. So it's a really fine line i found with that but like yeah. that video did well because it was raw it got over a million views perfect that's right and then some of the videos i've done for people that have been on my camera and they've paid similar amount of money it gets like two thousand views and i'm there like it's <laughs> yeah it, it makes me feel bad as well because i'm like they paid me all this money and i've told them that it shouldn't be like this but they've insisted on it and now it's done really bad and i've just proved my point like yeah still gonna take the money because i've done the work <laughs> but like I just feel bad because like a couple of thousand views they're like well that video got a million i'm like yeah look this they've done they listen to me exactly so like more and more people now are starting to listen and i've kind of found that line now where the quality fits with how it looks raw in a yeah. sense like, i still film on my camera quite a lot but i can make it look a bit more like it was just filmed by someone normal if that yeah. makes sense no no i get that completely yeah so what's been some of the favorite content that you shot that's a tough one like it, it it all changes like yeah some of my favorite photos i've ever taken were i was in california a few months ago 
and I went to watch the drag races at an airport. And that's some of my favorite photos I've ever taken in my life. They just turned out so good. Like the weather was great. The, the light was great. And all the cars were just so sick. It was like old hot rods and stuff like that. So that was some of my favorite stuff that I've ever shot, to be honest. But other than that, I don't know, because I shoot so many different things. It's quite hard to put my finger on what I enjoy shooting the most. For sure. But like I was in Iceland last year and like that's every photographer's dream. Like I'm not a landscape photographer. <laughs> like if anyone asks me, are you a landscape photographer? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm crap at landscape photography. I can't yeah. do it very well. Like loads of people are so much better than me. But there was something about shooting in Iceland that was just like ridiculous. Like the black sand and all the waterfalls and the mountains and the snow, it all just fits together so well. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to take a bad photo out there. Like I took my mum out yeah. and even my mum was using like her iPhone 11 and she was even getting decent photos and she doesn't even, I'm surprised she even knows how to open the camera on her phone, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like Iceland and then the, like all the car stuff from America, because like American cars, just so much better than British cars. Yeah. Like I've always been into like hot rods and all that. Okay. So like compared to here, where it's like, I don't even know, like, they don't even have the stuff that we have here. Yeah. <laughs> so like getting over there and being able to shoot all these old Chevys and all these old Ford trucks and stuff like that. I was like, this is, this is what I need to do. That's cool. <laughs> so That's really cool. So Ted, if you could tell me what's one thing you wish you knew earlier on in your career? As cliche as it sounds, niching down. Okay. Like I know everyone said that, but like, it's true. Like, niching down and making sure that you've got your main thing that you shoot that will help you so much and I did that kind of through COVID that's when I kind of realized that that was true because obviously I couldn't be going out and doing all these travel trips that I was doing because I did a lot of travel photography mm. uh, obviously I was locked down in the house so I was like well I've always enjoyed doing product photography so I'm just going to do a bit more of that and then obviously all these companies then in lockdown they're not doing as good so they needed the content yeah so like everyone's business went to shit in covid i tripled mine awesome. <laughs> just because that's i great. just niched down i was just like i'm just gonna do loads of product photography yeah and that's when i started doing more edc photography and stuff i was always like well i've always carried knives i've always liked wallets i've always been into that kind of stuff and watches yeah. and stuff. so I was like, i'm just gonna shoot the stuff that i like and then people started noticing it and then the work just exploded and now I do loads of product photography so that's like my main thing now is product photography mm-hmm. so niche and down like obviously I still do a bit of everything and that's fine but like if people said to you what kind of photographer are you I would just say I'm a product photographer so niche and down really like off the top of my head anyway that's like yeah the first thing I can think of really oh that's great that's great it's always and that, that's always a, kind of a tough thing to hear, especially if somebody's new and starting out, because, you know, you, you don't really know kind of where you want to go. Exactly. But once you kind of figure it out, it's, it is good to, to hone in and focus in on, on one or two areas that, that are really beneficial either to what you enjoy or what is going to earn you some, some good income, but you also still yeah. enjoy exactly I, I think that's kind of where where the balance has to has to lie i mean it's great to say that i can shoot you know i can shoot cars i can i can do uh real estate videos i can do weddings i can do you know product demos for your company but if you put all that up on your site and all that up on your uh, on your social pages no one's going to really know 
exactly like i am kind of guilty of that on my on my instagram yeah but like everything kind of i know my style now so like everything that i post whether it's a a photo of me a photo of a car or a photo of a watch they all fit together really well yeah because it's my style like people have said to me like they can see one of my photos and know that it's mine Mm. like whether it's an edc photo or a car photo or whatever they know that it's mine because of the way that it's shot and edited so like when i first started i was literally taking any gig i could because obviously every every photographer does it but like you really have to try and find what you like and try and and don't worry about being like other people because i think everyone's guilty of that when they first start it like five years ago when everyone that's sort of like our group of photographers let's say like not like the new generation everyone was peter mckinnon yeah everyone wanted to be peaked didn't they so like i was guilty of it everyone i know was guilty of it so it's trying not to be like these other people yeah like you've got to find yourself like you can still have influences from these people and i'm sure people sure. still look at my photos and be like everyone says that i shoot and edit like peter mckinnon like they always have and that's how i started working with polar pro they found me it wasn't even due to followers like they found me when i had like i think 1500 followers on instagram yeah. And they reached out to me and they were like, your stuff is sick. Do you want to shoot some stuff for us? Nice. So, That's yeah, awesome. it's all down to the style that I shoot. So, like, mm. I don't copy, but I have influences from that kind of yeah. area. So, like, niching down, not worrying about what other people are shooting. Just take influence from them and put your own kick on it. It's just hard to find that style that's yours. Yeah. Really hard. Like, I still struggle and I change my stuff all the time, but I still have that sort of, like, one style that it always comes back to which is quite gritty yeah like loads of people try and keep their photos clean i'm like grain to 60 (laughs) all the time yeah i i think i think that's something that you have to be you have to be kind of careful of when you when you when you're niching down you have to be confident in yourself and in your skills and in what you're putting out there because you can very easily be swayed by everyone else's work that you see yeah you know, for myself, I when I shoot, even when I shoot on mobile, I, I shoot 24 frames. And yeah. I get all the time, why aren't you shooting 60 or, you know, 120 or, or what, like, super crisp and clean. I'm like, you know what, I grew up in studying and, and learning about film. And so 24 just sits well with me and my style and what I've always enjoyed. It's not the most crisp. It's not, like, super HD but it's what I love and it gives me that cinematic feel that I, I yeah. enjoy watching. And so, exactly. uh, you know, that's become part of my style and hundred percent guilty. I, I've seen people shoot amazing quality videos in, you know, super 8k. Wow. I'm like, should, should I, should I shoot like this? Like, should I be putting nah. that? To-? And then, and then I get that, that conflict. And I know, especially for new people starting out, that that's a big thing of what should I shoot, how should I shoot it, and and what is my, what is my personal style? Yeah, exactly. And and one thing that I used to be guilty of was like, all right, sweet, I've got this and it's going quite well. But then I'd see someone doing something else that was doing better. Yeah. In terms of engagement, I'd be like, well, why don't I do that? And then I try that. And it wouldn't do well at all because that's not what I'm known for. That's not what I'm good at. Yeah. So then my Instagram would drop and then I'd have to build it back up again. Yeah. 
and then I'll do the same thing again. So it's just like making sure like you get your style, you build that community. If that's what you want to do is be a social media person, then you build that community on the social media mm. with people in that community. So like the EDC community on Instagram is ridiculous. Yeah. There's so many people in there now and that they, everyone loves everyone and all the photos are sick. Everyone's always like shouting each other out and stuff like that. Whereas if you go into the photography thing, it's not so much anymore. Yeah. It feels like the photography side of Instagram is more of a competition now because mm. everyone's battling for the same few brands to do the work with and everyone's going to the same locations and shooting the exact same thing. So I feel like it's more of a competition in the photography world now rather than the EDC world, which is actually a community on there. It's just then hard to have a community because Instagram sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just like everything's just a vicious circle at the moment in terms mm. of social media. Yeah. Well, if if there was somebody new who wanted to get started as a photographer today, um, besides, you know, narrowing down and niching down into one, one or two areas, what would be one big piece of advice that you'd give them today? Learn everything you can. Like you can never stop learning. Like I've got to the point now where I know loads mm. about photography and stuff. It's my job. I've done it for years now. But I want to keep learning. So like I want to switch my camera gear up completely. I want to completely get rid of everything that I have and try new stuff. So I have to learn new stuff and it will help me learn new techniques and stuff. So like it doesn't matter. It definitely does matter. One, it gives you confidence when you're first starting out. And like when I first started, I was like, I need a really good camera to be able to do this, mm. which in, in a sense is true. Because it gives you that confidence to be like, well, the camera can do this. So it means I can do it a bit better and it makes you feel a bit better about what you're doing. But now I can go back to shooting on my phone and do better than some people that are just starting out on a big camera. Yeah. But like you just got to learn, learn loads of stuff and then you'll be able to find out what it is that you like the most and how you like shooting the most. Mm. So it's, it's pretty simple. You just got to just listen and take things in and try new things. Yeah. So it's, it, you get to a point, I'm, I'm sure you were guilty of it as well. Like everyone I know was like it. Like you pick up the camera and you're like, I'm really bad at this. And then you, you download Lightroom and you start editing stuff really, really badly. <laughs> and you go, I'm really good. And you get <laughs> really like, you get a bit arrogant about it. And then eventually you start realizing, holy shit, I was bad. So you've got to like stay humble and just keep learning and never think that you're actually like on top of your game. I think that's that that's the main thing in a lot of worlds is yeah. you, you get a little bit of something, you get a little bit of knowledge, and then you think you know everything. And, yeah. and, and, and then you get past that and you learn to humble yourself and realize that, wow, I don't know everything. There's a lot I can still learn. And that's that's a great yeah. place to be in, though to to always be hungry yeah. for knowledge and to always know that you know I'm not the best but I'm going to surround myself with people who know more than me and that will help you grow and that will help you become a better photographer, director, writer, whatever it is you want to do. Uh, a lot of my photography mates they don't shoot anything like what I shoot. Like all the guys in my local area that I hang out with that do photography, none of them do EDC stuff. Mm. Like one of them is a landscape photographer. One of them shoots photos in the local city and that's what he's known for. One of them doesn't even take photos anymore. He just walks around shooting video all the time and other people like surfing content and stuff like that. But we all come together and we all shoot really cool stuff Yeah. because we all have our di different techniques. 
in all of our different niches that all come together when we come as a team mm. and we all learn off each other and bounce off each other and have different ideas and stuff so everything works really well you just got to stay humble and not think that you're better than anyone like obviously there's people that i'm better than but there's also a lot more people that are better than me as well so you just got to know know that you're good like i know that i'm good at what i do yeah but i would not at all say that i'm one of the best and i know that i'm not one of the worst so it's just finding just being humble like yeah. learn your stuff get good at it and just stay humble and just always be like eager to learn more yeah yeah because everything's like an opinion it's, it's creative there's no right and wrong yeah like everyone has their ideas and their way of doing things so like if someone goes try doing all this don't turn around and say no that's wrong just take it on board maybe don't try it if you don't want to but like give it a try and see if it works because you might be like oh shit that actually worked a lot better than what i was doing because i've been guilty of that so it was ted try this i'm like shut up i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> and then i get it wrong and then i'm like they're like go on just try it i'm like all right i'll try it and then it works yeah so i've been guilty of it loads of my friends are guilty of it like oh yeah just don't be a dick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, that's 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 good advice. You know, being being humble and and knowing that it's not the community is not about being in competition with everyone. You know, there there's a lot of a lot of work out there for everybody, but there's also a lot of creative ideas and there's tons of stuff for you to do and to shoot and yeah. to get involved in and people to learn from. And if you find people who are not supportive and who are who do have a bit of an ego you know what, maybe that's not the group to be hanging around with. Maybe that's the group to pass exactly. on and, and keep going. Because the beauty of, of things like TikTok and Instagram is is there there are so many people out there posting stuff and it has made access to other creatives so much easier than it, than mm -hmm. it was years ago. And, yeah. you know, with, with all the, the follies and downfalls that some of the apps do have, at the core of it there's a great network that you can you know dive into if you're willing to to do that and yeah. and i think that's a great place to learn from 100 percent. like when i got on tiktok that's where i met a lot of people loads of people i met on there like when i first mm -hmm. got on there like all of the people that i know out in california pretty much i know through tiktok a yeah. couple of them i met through instagram so and then like they do these meetups. So when I was in California the first time last year, it was around this time last year, I went over there and there was a photography meet that I heard about through a guy that I knew through TikTok. So I turned up to it, yeah. made contacts there. And there's a guy that I met there who I speak to every single day now. That's amazing. And like, yeah. And I, I leave gear with him when I'm not in America. Like he's got some of my equipment. I just leave him with gimbals and stuff because I'm like, it's just there. Just use it, whatever. Like, yeah. So I speak to him like pretty much every single day. And then another guy I met through Instagram, I speak to him a lot, all from America. So pretty much all of my photography friends in my local area as well, I know through Instagram. Yeah. So like as bad as Instagram has got now, I couldn't be where I am without it. Yeah. So I think everyone feels the same, which is why we don't go anywhere else and nothing else kind of kicks off as much as Instagram has over the years. Because mm. everyone's just got this love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone's secretly married to Instagram and trying to divorce it, but they just, just will not sign the contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ted, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it's it's been it's been a pleasure speaking with you. 
where can people find some more of your work? I'm on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. On YouTube and TikTok, it's just at Ted Howells. On Instagram, it's Ted and then an underscore Howells. Awesome. That's it. Awesome, Ted. Most well, amazing. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes below uh, where people can go and check you out. And that concludes another episode of the Seven Seas podcast where creators learn from creators. Ted, thank you so much again for being part of us, uh, part of this today. And um, I look forward to watching all your work and seeing where you go next. Cheers, man. Take care.